Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com. It is Saturday, June the 4th, 2000. June the 3rd. Sorry, Saturday, June the 3rd. All these days start to run together. Um, but uh, it's Saturday, June the 3rd, 2023, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. We have, I believe, our most loaded group of cappers that we've had all season today. So um, it should be a great show and a lot of free picks coming your way. So uh, I'm excited to do it. I'm not going to waste a lot of time here at the beginning because I'll waste time talking to the guys instead. It's more fun for me that way. But let's just bring in Big Al. Al leading it off. He looks like he's wide awake there after he's on a... uh, 16-hour capping bender here. What's, it's, what's it's happening? Not even, it's not even college basketball season. There are only, you know, 16 games, not including the USFL to handicap for today. Yeah, it is. Um, it's craziness, you know. It's, but I don't know. Why does it take so long then if it's just baseball season? It doesn't. If it was, if it was, if it was basketball <laughs> season, it would have taken longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's not that far away. We're only, what, two months away from the Hall of Fame game. Uh, so, you know, NFL season just really right around the corner. In just a few weeks, they'll be reporting to camps, and uh, we'll start to see all of that sort of things. But, um, you know, so far, so good. I know you've been hitting these baseball picks. You've been super selective, not a ton of picks. But um, you don't need to have a ton of picks if you string them together. So uh, what do you got going on for us today? Well, yesterday I catched the Brewers now, you know, across all sports, 16 and two, my last 18, I've posted my USFL game of the month for tomorrow. I've got baseball. I'm sorry, no baseball today, actually. I've got hockey uh, today, Mitch, game one uh, between the Golden Knights and Panthers. And, uh, you know, I can talk about some baseball here. I decided to pass on the premium side for baseball today. All right. Well, what do you got cooking for us? I'm going to look at the big matchup between the Dodgers and the Yankees. Um, You know, after after scoring 10 runs in three straight games, the Yankees offense hit a wall the past two. They were shut out 1-0 by Seattle and George Kirby. I actually played on Seattle in that game. That went extra innings. Seattle won that 1-0. Then last night, they lost 8-4 to Clayton Kershaw and these Dodgers. But the good news for New York is, in this game is that Michael Grove doesn't have the talent to be either Kershaw or Kirby. He's got an 8.44 ERA in four starts this season and his 10 starts over last season. And this his ERA is 5.48 with a whip of 1.48. So I do think that um, the Yankees are going to bounce back when they see Michael Grove. And then of course he's got more to contend with than just the offense. He's also got to battle Garrett Cole, who is looking like he wants to win his first Cy Young of this season, he's off to a perfect 6-0 start with a 2.93 ERA and a 1.11 whip. The Yankees have won 10 of his 12 starts this season. And going back to last year, 17 of his last 21 starts. He's also, with the various teams he's pitched for in his career, they've gone 28-12 and 12 in his 40 interleague starts. And I think the Dodgers, you know, I always like to go against them when they're an underdog. And I think they're just not in a good situation here. The Dodgers as a dog now, 6-13, and 13, their last 19, minus 5.7 at game. So it's a short price for the Yankees and Cole, from my perspective. I'm going to take the Yanks. You know, I always like it when teams 
the game before in baseball, and I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I always like it the night before the team that finishes the game stronger. So even though the Re- the Dodgers won that game, they dominated pretty much the game from start to finish. The Yankees hit that home run in the ninth inning, you know, so it wasn't like they just laid down and whatever, and it wasn't like they didn't care. Um, they really cared, and it wasn't just the stats pattern or anything like that. They actually thought that they could come back and win that game, though the rest of us, you know, knew that wasn't going to happen. The thing is, is, you know, I mean, I always think that that momentum carries over. Cole has been a guy throughout his career that has that blow-up inning, you know, and that's why I've always been critical of him. I'm always criti- I'm critical of every pitcher out there. I mean, let's be honest, except for my guys, right? Tristan, you can name them all in one hand, you know, the Mitch guys. But the thing is, is that um, – Cole, I think, has avoided the blow-up inning for the better part of the season. He's probably not pitching the best that he has this year right now, but that mm-hmm. mound in Dodger Stadium just certainly makes everybody better, except for Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's it's good matchup for them here, so we will see what happens. There's one other game I want to quickly talk about if you've got time. I know we've got a lot of people waiting. I but... got I got time. I'm I'm here all morning. I got nowhere else to be. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the Mariners-Rangers game. Um, Marco Gonzalez was supposed to get the start. You know, this was his regular start in the rotation. He's got an injured forearm. So they're going to turn to uh, Brian Wu. And, you know, he was at AA Arkansas. And this kid was the sixth best uh, prospect in their organization or is the sixth best prospect. And he had a really good strikeout-to-walk ratio at Arkansas, 59 strikeouts against just 12 walks. So this is his debut. It's going to be the first time. You know, unless one of the Rangers batters was, you know, in the minors with him, you know, it's going to be the first time anyone's ever faced him before. And he I played in think, spring training. True. Right. So, so it, it's still for, you know, for a lot of the hitters, it will be the first time they ever faced him. And I always think that that situation does favor uh, the pitcher making his debut. Um I like the under in this situation. You know, Seattle's offense has sort of hit a wall in the last couple of games. They did win, as I mentioned a few seconds ago, that one nothing extra innings game. So they scored one run in that game. Over their last three games, they've gotten just five runs. Every matchup between these two teams this season so far, all four matchups have gone under the total, and I like this one under as well. I'm with you on the under. I'm less convinced on Wu than, than you are. I'm generally a guy that jumps on these young guys coming up. I was on JP France. I was on, I was, I remember, you know, all the way back. I was even on Barrios the first time he started and took down Dallas Keuchel, um, you know, when Keuchel was a Cy Young award winner. But the thing is, is that with Wu, I'm a little less convinced with this guy. I know he was good in double A, but when he was in triple in A, this guy was an 8.16 ERA <laughs> guy. So it's like we have seen the highs and lows of this guy. And, you know, I think that we'll have a lot of fun with this guy, you know, over time. And I think he's going to be a great pitcher. I just don't think in Arlington against this Texas Rangers team that is barreling the baseball on a nightly basis. I don't think if the Mariners are going to come, I don't think if the Mariners happen to come through, I don't think it's going to be because of him. I think it's going to be because of Ian Kennedy in that Rangers bullpen. Well, I also, I also, you know, there's always two sides to every coin. And I'm also looking at the Andrew Haney side of the equation as well. And he got bombed his first start against Baltimore, gave up seven runs over, I think it was two and a third or something like that, or two and two thirds innings. But since then, you know, in his last nine starts, he has a 2.75. ERA over his last three starts, he's done really well. Uh, just two earned runs over 19 innings. So I think he's in a groove as a starter right now. And I just like this game to go under the total. 
he needs one of those guys for me that, you know, I hold it against him that he was so hyped coming up as a prospect and he never lived up to those expectations. It's one of those guys, it's kind of like, you know, listen to Romanelli talk about a Zion Williamson basketball card. It's like, it, it sells for like all this kind of money, but the guy makes over a million dollars a game when it comes down to games played. And I don't think he's quite worth that. His team didn't even make the playoffs last year. So it's, you know, for Heaney, I'm always going to go back to that. But the thing is, had he not been hyped so much, he's a decent three, you know. He's, he, That's is, what he is. You know, he's a decent three. And just like same thing, I do the same thing to Jameis Italian, who isn't even as good as Heaney. You know, he's well, just not a number two. Top. Yeah, he's the number two overall pick for me, you know, and that's just where I'm at. You know, Hunter yeah. Green, number two overall pick. Eh. You remember Anderson on the Braves? I don't even know where this guy was. He was a three overall. Yeah, well, I mean that's baseball. It is baseball. It's 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 yeah, more it's... of a crapshoot than just about any other sport. But recently, the draft, Ota, over the last ten years, they've gotten it a lot better than what it used to be because it used to just be a, almost everyone was a miss, but now it's like yeah. it seems to have a lot more hits. Because the guys, the guys get a lot more money coming up. You know, the contracts are, are a lot bigger than they used to be. For, for yeah, no, I, can't, I, was, I was looking at the other day. I, I saw the Pirates were trying to, you know, I, I forget when the draft is. The uh, baseball is coming up pretty soon. But the, um, you know, the Pirates are trying or going to have to try to decide, do they want to draft one guy, or, you know, who may be the best talent? Or do they want to draft another guy who will be cheaper? Um, you know, it's just different different considerations than you have with other sports where you get slotted in at a certain salary if you get drafted number one and the money's not really the issue. I like in baseball, the one thing that I do like about the baseball draft is that certain teams will just say about certain players, I don't care how good he is, I'm not dealing with this agent, I'm moving on. You know, it's like that's what they do. And a lot of the yeah. draft and positioning has to do with the agent. But anyways, Al, we got a lot of guys waiting. I could talk sports with you all morning long, and I'm sure uh, I'll talk to you. Talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Got a okay. got a lot more going on with NBA Finals Game Two. Big Al McMorty, as always, pleasure having him on the show. Next up is the rundown himself, Ron Romanelli. Bang shot breakdown. Ron's rundown. <laughs> hello, and, hello. I don't know. Live show extraordinaire. <laughs> Original pick dogger. Original pick dogger. True. We've got a lot going on here in baseball right now. We're past the third of the way through the season. It happens fast. That, it's weird because that first third of the season happens so fast. The yeah. next third happens so slow. And then the mm-hmm. last third of the season, no one's paying attention because football has started. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it, this is, you know, this is kind of the time. And, um, you know, this is the time where you can take advantage. There is some value plays out there. Mm-hmm. And also we're starting to see a lot of these guys that started the season on the injured list or have been injured um, start to make their move. I talked about Tristan yeah. McKenzie already. And, you know, we're going to talk about him a ton because he's one of my guys. And, you know, I know you think that he didn't play too well in his rehab starts. But, you know, Savali also back here for the Guardians. So you're starting to see this pitching staff of a team that's known to grow pitchers on trees. But then, you know, mm-hmm. you see him the other night in the 7-7 game with Eli Morgan out on the hill in the bottom <laughs> of the ninth. And it's just like, you say to yourself at that point, why even bother playing the game, right? Yeah. I mean, why even bother? It's like, just put the well, bases yeah. loaded and let him wild pitch it in. I mean, he didn't wild pitch this one in, but he might as well have. Terry was mismanaging the bullpen the last couple of games. I'm not sure what was going on there, but, um, you know, Guardians have a good bullpen overall. I know they were without Class A and Karinczak, but 
he's still uh, I thought he I thought he messed up there, but he's still one of the best managers in baseball. Absolutely. I mean, he's he he wins with less. You know, he's he's always mm-hmm. won with less and always been able to do that. Not those are great managers. A good manager is you know Billy used to say this: ten wins a year. Billy used to say that to George all the time. I'm worth 10 wins a year. And that's the difference between being a, a playoff team and not being a yeah. playoff team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was always Billy's argument in, on each of his regimes. His, his head of the <laughs> game. But um, I, I was a Billy guy. You know, I love Billy. But uh, anyways, what do you got going on for us today? It picked off. Yeah, I'm looking at the Tigers-White Sox game. You know, I, I just think there's good value on the Tigers here. I know they're a team that plays a little bit better at Comerica Park than on the road, and Lorenzen the same thing, pitches a little bit sharper at home. But still, I mean, he just faced this White Sox lineup, and both pitchers faced the opposition recently, so nobody really has the advantage there. But he pitched really well in that game, six and two-thirds innings, no earned runs, just a couple of unearned runs because the defense made some mistakes. But, you know, I thought, you know, facing this White Sox team, it's just not hitting right in the pitchers very well this season. I think it's a good matchup for Lorenzen. And, you know, Dylan Cease giving up a lot of sharp contact this year, a lot of home runs. His control's been off. He walks a lot of batters. His strikeout numbers are good, but they're not, you know, the level we saw last year. He only has 68 Ks and 62 and two-thirds compared to a guy like Strider who's got like 103 already. So, you know, to me, we saw Cease give up four earned runs against the Tigers in that last start. He just hasn't been the same quality pitcher, but we're still seeing the same prices that we saw from last year with you know the White Sox being minus 165, minus 170 on the money line in this game. I just don't see it. Tigers have better OPS numbers and lower strikeout numbers against righties in the last month. Uh, I think, you know, arguably the Tigers have the better bullpen, uh, even though the White Sox bullpen has improved the last month or so. So for me, I take those one and a half runs, but also I think there's value on that money line with Detroit uh, getting that plus 135, plus 140. Well, if you love that, then you're going to love the minus 170 on Michael Kopech tomorrow against Boyd because, I mean, this is craziness. I, I agree with you. You know, you have a Tigers team that might not be the sexiest team in America. That is, of course, the Marlins. But the thing is, is that, you know, what you have here is, is, is a Tigers team that's three games under 500 coming into this against a team yeah. that's, you know, 11 games under 500. And at a certain point, the whole San Diego Padres theory has to go out the window here. The Padres aren't the better team, if you know, and I'm using just them as an example here. I know obviously we're not talking yeah. about it, but it's like you can't be the better team if you have the much worse record. You know, it just doesn't <laughs> work that way. And I think, you know, like you said, baseball is a value sport, you know, and it's like yeah. it's not a – you can – you can betting on baseball and we're not, you know, we're fans, you know, I'm not, I almost, I almost said we weren't fans, but we are fans. But at the same time, I'm not a fan when it comes to betting the games, you know, I'm yeah, a, no. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a better. And I think it all comes down to value. And, you know, if you can go 50, 50 and make money over the course of the baseball season, that's really what it's all about because anything you can yeah. land over that 50%, you could really have a life changing season betting baseball mm-hmm. and that's how you do it all yeah. you got to do is win 50 percent. and the, you know if you take these situations where you're getting the better team at a big number it's like <clears throat> these have been paying like no one's business this season i mean <laughs> it, it's it's been it's been crazy especially you, you know i mean teams like the padres the phillies the you know this these have been cash cows going the other way i'm not saying those teams have dreadful records but the thing is they're always gigantic favorites and it's like yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, they could turn it around, but, you know, right now the value's on the other side. And, you know, like you said, if you go 50-50 taking plus 140 plays, 
you're, you're really doing well for, you know, yourself in the baseball season. So to me, you know, it's a coin flip kind of game, and I'd rather just take that plus 140 with Detroit. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and I'm a White Sox <clears throat> fan, but I think Dylan Cease is a little bit to the overrated side, if not a lot yeah. to the overrated side these days. What do you got cooking today at Pick Dogs? We know you got your uh, Ron's Rundown $19 Major League Baseball play. <laughs> what else you got? Pretty long-winded title, but yeah, I got that uh, Ron's Rundown best bet as well as two other plays that are plus money plays uh, in a three-pack. So you can check out a three-pack or just that $19 play. Really liking the plays today, so uh, looking for a big day. All right, Ron. Well, as always, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Tristan McKenzie day. <laughs> All righty. Good luck, everybody. Uh, are you going to take the Tigers again tomorrow against uh, Pope Kopech, or will everyone have to uh, tune in to, to see? You'll have to tune in. You may be surprised. I like the way Kopech's been pitching recently, personally. There's a lefty on the mound for Detroit tomorrow. you got to remember that. I, personally, I like the way Kopech's been pitching. I think he's really— No, me too. We're starting he's, to see he's it. striking out a lot better. Right, we're, starting to, so. we're starting to see it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we've been talking about it for a long time, but I think we actually are starting to see it here. He might not yeah. be, you know, the next Verlander, you know, like people said he was going to be, right? They, people late, get so carried away. You know, they get so carried away. But he's a good 2-3. He could be a good 2-3 guy. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it some other time. All right. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Ron Romanelli with us. Next up, Mike Davis. Mike, what's happening? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Figured to get wake everybody up a little bit, get you get you on here, add some excitement. Boy, you're white as a sheet today. Yeah, dude, what, what, what's going on, man? These superstars, man. Listen, I look real pale in here, and, and listen, I'm overwhelmed. Is this the big time? I feel like I've made it to the big time. I got Mitch Wilson. I'm following up Big Al McMorty and Ron Romanelli. Holy, I don't know if I can do this, Mitch. Well, we got a whole slew of guys, and I'm sure they're saying the same thing about being in front of you here and uh, yeah, you know, sure. as well. So, you know, I think everybody feels the same way. We're just one big team here at Pick Dogs. And, uh, you know, that's the whole thing is that we don't always agree on our picks. We don't agree on our sides. But it's like there's always somebody hot here because – we have really, really good handicappers, and yep. I think you see it not just in um, not just in the picks and the records and all that other stuff because you see handicappers and people you know email me all the time. I want to be on pick dogs. I want to be on pick dogs. And the thing is, you can people win and lose. That's that's going to happen, and that's all part of it. Some people will just win a lot more than they lose, and they've done that over a long time. And of course, that's what we're generally looking for. But at Pick Dogs, we're always looking for something a little bit more, guys that bring something to the table. Because if you really do know what you're talking about, yeah. you got no problem coming on camera and saying, I know what the hell I'm talking about. And I'm going to talk to people that actually yeah. know what the hell they're talking about. So I better know what I'm talking about, you know? And it's like, right. I, and you see so many other cappers on so many other um, sites that are unwilling to do that. Right and I, big I, I didn't realize there were other sites out there, Mitch. I had no idea, but I tell you what, this is the greatest uh, handicapping website ever invented. It's PickDogs.com, and I'm excited to be here. And I'm with the Mitch Wilson, and uh, I got some. I got a free play for the guys today, Mitch. If you don't mind, I'll jump right into it. All right, it. we'll give you center stage. All right. Well, I tell you what, listen, I, fellas. I, I following up Big Al McMorty and Ron Romanelli, and they're going to throw a lot of numbers at you, et cetera, and I respect the heck out of that. I'm just going to be blunt with you. Take the over in the Dodgers-Yankees game today. I know Garrett Cole, and Big Al mentioned that Garrett Cole has had a great start to the season. Having said that, in three of his last five outings, he's allowed five earned runs. 
Uh, in his last two outings alone, he's went 11 innings, allowed 10 hits and 10 earned runs. Uh, only struck out two versus Baltimore, and he allowed four home runs in those last two games. And, of course, the Yankees, you know, those bats should get going today as they get to face Michael Grove, who has an ERA of 8.44. I like this matchup. This total is fairly low. I believe you can get it at eight and a half. Let me double check real quick, but I think this total is at eight and a half right here. Yeah, eight and a half on this total. So take the over in this game as Garrett Cole is not himself right now. You do you will pay a little bit of juice as the, as the over is is leaning as minus one twenty at DraftKings. Uh, it's leaning. You, you might want to get it in now as I can see that total certainly moving to nine. But I like the over in this matchup, Mitch. I, listen, two offenses that can get it going. If you look at the numbers. And again, I'm not a big numbers guy, but I certainly look at him on a daily basis. Mookie Betts is batting 500. He's seven for 14 against Garrett Cole. Freddie Freeman, 353 as he's six for 17 against Cole with a home run. So I look for the top of that Dodgers lineup to get it going. I look for the Yankees to hit the baseball tonight as well. So or today, I like the the uh, the over in this situation, Mitch. I really do. And I hope you guys take advantage of it. And also, make sure you join me. Live show. I do a live show. Now, it's not the big stage like this, but I do do a live show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on the greatest uh, handicapping YouTube channel in the world. So you guys make sure you join me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 o'clock. Uh, we do things a little bit different. We get in here and we chit-chat with you guys and and try to, you know, try to come up with a community parlay, et cetera. But I think you guys will really enjoy that. So, so join me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, you know, I I agree. With you. I think there's going to be plenty, plenty, plenty hitting in this game. I like, you know, I, I think the Yankees bats are a little bit better. But the thing is, is uh, you know, it just seems that the big time players come out on the big stage, and I think you know we saw it in the Yankee series against the Padres recently at Yankee Stadium, and the Yankee announcers they just say, I don't know what it is, but the big time players always show up in the Yankee games. You know, and it's like when Tatis hit that home run off that rookie pitcher that they brought up, he's like, uh, they're just like, I don't know what it is, but the stars, they come to Yankee Stadium or they play against the Yankees, they show up. And I think the Yankees show up in, in games like this too. They know how big this game is for their fan base. And, you know, while the Dodger fans aren't necessarily the same Dodger fans that it used to be, the Yankee fans are the same Yankee fans, and they hate the Dodgers' guts. And the, and the, the Dodgers, well, the weird thing is because these fans are not really the same Dodgers fans. I think that actually the guys that were Dodgers fans, they hate the Dodgers' guts now too, but they still hate the Yankees just as much. So a lot of, you know, this is like one of those historical things. It's like the Brooklyn fans that were the Dodger fans, they hate the Yankees, but now they hate the Dodgers. It's like, yeah. oh man! Eventually, well, I'll tell you another thing. Uh, if you look at, at at what the offenses have done lately, you know, I know uh, last night they only scored four. The Yankees against Kershaw and company out in LA. You mentioned they hit a home run late, uh, and and Kirby shut them down to zero. But the three games prior to that, ten. 10 and 10 for the New York Yankees. If you go over to the LA Dodgers, their bats have been hot as well. Uh, I'll just go through some games here, and this is in order. 8, 6, 9, 6, 10, 6. So both offenses are hitting the baseball right now. You get a low number because of Garrett Cole. I think it's a gift. It is gift wrap right there for you folks. This, The more I'm looking at it, this should have been a premium play. I mean, this should have been a premium play. This is an easy winner. Make sure you take the over, Dodgers-Yankees. Well, what do you got cooking at Pick Dogs today for everybody for sale? I got a triple play. 
I got a triple play going tonight in Major League Baseball today, and, and this game didn't make the cuts, and, and I really love this game. So that tells you how much I really like the three games I have today over at Pick Dogs Mitch and been doing fairly well, man. See, I, I'm known as a streaky handicapper. I accept that. I have no problems with that. When I'm seeing it bad, I'll tell you on my videos that I'm not seeing it great. When I'm seeing it good, I'll tell you I'm seeing it good. I feel like I'm seeing it really, really well right now. So take advantage of that triple play. Pair me up with one of these other all-star handicappers, three-day pass, seven-day pass, whatever you want to do. But most importantly, put a smile on your face. Have fun because it's Saturday, and it's a beautiful time of the year with the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, and Major League Baseball is cooking right now. I did not say bet the Dodgers, Michael B. I said take the over. Take the over, baby. We're getting a good low total there of eight and a half. Take the over today, baby. Yeah, I I, I always like uh, daytime sports, and, you know, the weekends are made for it. But I, I like, you know, weekday daytime sports, and we get plenty of that during baseball season, too. It seems like every Thursday um, and Wednesday we get some games, so I'll take that sure. as well. But uh, anyways, Mike, thanks for joining us on the first morning show with us on the weekend. And uh, hopefully, you be, big time, Mitch. hopefully you're a regular, you know, you're always welcome. Look forward to it. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was Mike Davis. A little bit of energy getting the day going. We'll have to get him some fresh lighting and some, uh, what do you call that, indoor tanning uh, solution. Anyways, up next, got, uh, let's bring in another first timer. We've got David Racy with us. David, how's it going? Not too bad, Mitch. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We'll have to address the obvious right out of the gate. Rod's wacky trash talking you know, on the, uh, the show the other day. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I defended you, of course, as always. So, oh, yes. uh, you know, I think it was all it's all in good fun. But uh, I I personally think you handicapped the crap out of them next year in those videos. I'm 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 taking uh, I'm taking racy. I'm laying, uh, I don't know, eight and a half games overall for the season. I know Rod is uh, Rod's going to say otherwise, but uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I was I was watching and all of a sudden I'm catching strays. I'm like, what what did I do here to get in the middle of this thing? Oh. But no, it, it's all in good fun. I talked with Rod. Everything's good. Uh, well, Rod's a yeah. trash talker and a name caller. We know that. That's why he's on the show. Um, you know, it's <laughs> like he fits in. But uh, it's always fun to to uh, kind of catch him off guard a little bit. I didn't mean to catch him that off guard. I didn't think it was that big of a deal because I thought he'd be excited to work with, you know, someone different. He's been working with Chris for a while. You know, time to mix things up a little bit and see, you know, time to take it to the next level. I think uh, this will give Rod a chance to kind of be the veteran of the crew there. And, you know, you'll be the new guy. And I think it's a good combination because you kind of, two guys that people haven't seen together but we've seen you on the leaderboard plenty here at pick dogs and of course those of you that are you know always wondering how do i become part of pick dogs or anything like that david is another example like we have different guys that have done it different ways so david was a writer for us at sports chat place a long time ago um he left but he left on good terms he didn't like stiff us and say you know just say ah, by the way today's my last day or anything like that he you know life happens he left he came he was a student when he used to write for us, right? He was a student at Michigan yeah. State. Yeah, I was at, at Michigan State. Yeah. At Michigan State. And he, so it was like kind of his college job, writing for us. And, you know, believe me, back then, we I don't even think we had a premium area for, uh, for uh, you know, handicappers. But anyways, then he wrote me a year and a half ago, maybe, said, hey, I want to come back or whatever. So, you know what? Why not? And uh, here he is again, and, you know, from being a free pick writer, he's like, hey, I want to do the – the handicapping side as well. He certainly covers, you know, when you write the free pick articles at our website, 
You cover these games inside and out. You know all the players, all the statistics. You know every matchup that's out there way more than than you know anybody else could possibly could. So uh, yeah, glad to have you. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. And yeah, like you said, this is my first time on the uh, on the weekend show. I appreciate you having me on and I hope I can live up. I know I can't match the energy of Mike Davis, but I'm, I'm going to try to try to keep everyone entertained. We're going to call Mike <laughs> Davis the wake up call. I think that would be a great, you know, great nickname so. for him. You know, Mike Davis's wake up call. It's like, yikes. <laughs> like we're all like still having our coffee i know wayne went out to the store to grab his coffee that's he's, i see he's back but it's like yeah <laughs> he didn't need his, he didn't need his coffee. coffee he knew mike davis was coming <laughs> exactly and yeah. no no need for coffee for me i'm i'm wide awake now all right well what do you got for us today at for your uh free pick yeah i'm looking at the blue jays today they're taking on the mets um they've Toronto they've been inconsistent a little bit this season but they have won four of their last five games um and they've had really good pitching in those five games uh, they've only allowed seven earn or seven runs in the five and they're starting Jose Barrios today um and he also has been inconsistent in his career but he has allowed two earned runs or fewer um in four of his last five starts and in those five starts he's faced the Twins the Rays the Yankees the Braves and the Pirates you know, so pretty good teams. You know, he's not just beating up on on bad teams. So he's he's played or he's pitched well uh, recently, and I think he he does a decent job today against a Mets team that that isn't great. You know, New York they have won three of their last four, and they've played better over their last few weeks, but um, they've struggled this season too. And they're starting Tyler McGill. Um, I'm hoping pronouncing that right, but he's allowed eight earned runs over his last two starts, uh, which is only total seven point two innings pitched. Um, and that was against uh, the Rockies and the Cubs. And he's allowed 16 hits in those two games. So he's had some issues. He's facing a, a very good Toronto offense that uh, we all know can put up a lot of runs. Um, and I really think Barrios has the advantage in this pitching matchup. So I like Toronto to get the win. Uh, when you're looking at some trends, uh, Toronto's 41 and 20 in their last 61 Saturday games. And they're 13 and three in their last 16 interleague games against a team with a winning record. And then look at the Mets. They're 6-14 and 14 in their last 20 games against a team with a winning record. So although they've been playing well lately and stacking up some wins, you know, they haven't really been beating winning teams consistently. Um, and they're 0-4 in their last four Saturday games. So I'm taking the Blue Jays here. They get a, a pretty decent price with them, and uh, I think they get the win here. All right. Well, I I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm – not a big Barrios guy. Everybody knows that, but uh, I expect to see some runs scored in this game. I think both these teams, you know, have the ability to swing swing the bat. I think these are two teams that have spent a lot of money, and I think what the they have a lot of the same problems that a lot of the big spenders have out there, and that is that they have an uneven lineup. You know, yeah. uneven roster. It's like. You have a few big name guys and then a lot of like sprinkling these things. And it's like you said, Tyler McGill, you know, it's like Verlander, Scherzer, McGill, you know, it's like, it just doesn't even fit in the same sentence. It's like, you hope to like move down. And that's why like, you know, we talked with big Al about Heaney or like, you know, some of these other guys that you could fit into that spot, you know, maybe Kopech, you know, like we talked about with Ron, you know, some other guys that would really be nice fits here, but the Mets, they don't have that a few years ago, you know, it was, like guys like that, and it was Syndergaard and Degrom, but then they went in with like Bassett, and they had, um, you know, uh, you know a few other pl- a few other guys like that, and they had Marcus Stroman, you know. So it's like, you know, that was just a different type of rotation. The Mets didn't have a ton of luck with that. The Blue Jays, I mean, these guys have 
tons of money. Toronto, big money team, but it's, it just seems that, you know, it's all in a couple of players once again and not on the pitching staff. And I think Manoa has been a bit of a disappointment there for them as well. Yeah, for sure. And and it doesn't help Toronto either. They're playing in that AL East, which is just so competitive, you know, um, you look at like, I'm a, you know, I live in Michigan. I'm a Tigers fan. It's been brutal last few years to say the least, but um, you know, in the central there's, there's no good teams. You know, the twins are, are decent and they're winning, but you put this Toronto team in the central and you know, they're running away with it. And here they are, you know, near the bottom of the, uh, the ALE standings. And then you look at the mats, like you said, you know, they have, uh, McGill, but, and then it doesn't help that Scherzer and Verlander haven't been themselves either. You know, um, they have all this money tied up and they haven't been great. They haven't been too bad, but, um, you they're, know, not, a lot they're people... not $70 million <laughs> worth of pitcher, you know? Yeah. Yes. They're and, not. And know? people have in their heads still Verlander from his tiger days. You well, know, even last was... year, even last yeah. year it was good. But the thing yeah. is, is that he's always been a back season, back half of the season guy. But the thing is, it's that the Mets aren't one player away, you know? Yeah. They're not a one player. Like the, You add a Verlander like the Astros did because they were one player away, you know? Right. They're not one player away, the Mets. They're not even yeah. freaking close, man. They need some of those guys back from the Giants. Yeah, and, you know, the Mets are better, in my opinion, than they've, than they've played, you know, but they're not a World Series contender, Um and and yeah, it's having that type of money wrapped up in two pitchers that you know, and then you have the rest of your rotation. You're way better off with Michael Conforto back in that lineup and you know, some of these other guys. Yeah, yep, you're right. But I, I think I think Toronto gets the win today. I know you're not a big uh, Barrios guy, but I think he gets it done for us. Well, I just think he's another one of those guys that came in with just the really really high expectations and has failed to deliver on it. And, you yeah. know, we, we give credit where credit is due. You know, Cole was the number one guy that I mean, I really hard on him for a long time. But, you know, he's pitched better, and we give credit where credit is due. But the thing is that, you know, Chris Sale, I thought that his game had deteriorated. This year he's bounced back and could, you know, is the comeback player of the year, at least over the first couple of months. And, you know, we give credit where credit is due. But it's like at the same time, Barrios has never earned that. You At, at some point, you got to earn it. You want to have that? You want to talk to talk? You got to earn it at some point. Just because they sell your baseball card at a ridiculously high price doesn't make you a great player. And I think that's the problem with some of these guys out there. Anyways, what are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Um, well, I have my MLB three pack. I've had a I've had a really solid start to the baseball season, so we're going to look to keep that going. I have my MLB three pack. It's all afternoon plays. Um, starts at uh, one ten, I believe, Eastern time. Um, and then I have an NHL premium play and I have a couple late night baseball plays as well. So anyone that follows me knows I, I'm definitely not uh, shy to pull the trigger on something I like. And, uh, you know, we have quite a few plays, not a ton of games today, but uh, a, a good card that, that I have confidence in. And like I said, I've been I've been strong in baseball this year. So hope to keep it going. Head on over there. Grab uh, join me for the day or, you know, grab a, uh, a long term pass and let's make some money. Sounded like you said, hey, Zawacki, suck it. Anyways, thanks, David, for joining us. We'll see you hopefully plenty on these weekend shows. We're, you know, we're here every Saturday and Sunday, and you're more than welcome to join us. We'll get you some pick dogs lighting for your background there. Just a little bit, uh, you 
some blue and some red maybe or something. I know I got I've I've uh I just we we've, we've been moving into this house. We built our house a few years ago and we just never finished the basement. And uh that's where I have my desk and I got to get some stuff up on the wall so people aren't staring at a white wall. It's just been dragging my feet. But yeah, I I got to get on that. You are correct. All right, sounds like some pretty harsh wording there for Rod's wacky. Anyways, thanks for joining <laughs> us and uh we will hopefully see you tomorrow. All right, thanks Mitch. Have a good one. David Racy, no no shortage of words there for uh, for Rod Zawacki. Anyways, Al Ninos, what's happening? Going pretty good. How are you doing, Mitch? Just stirring the pot, doing what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Poking the bear, stirring the pot, however you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. You know, start yeah. start starting shit, calling some names. You know, gotta keep yourself entertained, huh? Well, this is what I do. You know, hey, you know, there's there's 2,600 games in a major league baseball season, 365 days in a year, and I'm here for all of them. So, got to do something. Uh, What do you got cooking these days? Uh, yeah, looking at some more baseball. I mean, uh, just uh, one NHL game to choose from. Other than that, so. so, yeah, looking at this uh, one baseball matchup, we'll be looking at the uh, Twins taking on the Guardians in what's going to should be a pretty good uh, pitching matchup, especially considering uh, that uh, Byron Buxton is going to be out of the lineup here for the Twins. That being said, I still think we got the better starter here with Sonny Gray. He's just been great this season. Starting to get hit a little bit, but, you know, he's not going to stay perfect forever. And, uh Despite that, still have uh, still uh, coming in better form than uh, Logan Allen, who's also having a good season as well. So I'm expecting a lower scoring game here. I mentioned Buxton out the lineup for the Twins. The Guardians got a pretty good lineup, but they just haven't been hitting the ball that well. And the way uh, Gray's been pitching, I think he uh, goes deep into this game and uh, and uh, you know keeps it low scoring at least to start with. Both teams have pretty good bullpens and. Um, I'll be looking at the Twins here, despite uh, Buxton's injury. Uh, still think that Gray makes a difference here. I'll be looking at the Twins, laying a little bit more juice for them in the first five, but also taking them uh, both ways. Uh, uh, sorry, full game and first five innings. Twins money line. These are two teams that really struggle to put things together. I mean, you look at their records, and it's like. As far as like winning back-to-back games, it's like almost next to never for either of these teams. You think they, you know, think any of these, either of these guys have a better chance to uh, to do it? It seems like Joe Ryan and, and Gray are a good one too for the Twins. The Guardians, you know, if they could return to that old, you know, pitching rotation with Bieber and Savali and McKenzie, and you know, get a couple other young guys going in here. I mean, Hig, Higgy or Higby, he seems to be yeah. pretty good. Um, you know, kind of a good mix. I think, you know, the Twins, they got they got some good hitters too, but definitely more a top-heavy lineup. And I guess you could say a little bit of the same thing, I guess, for the for the Guardians. But definitely, yeah, both, both teams actually underperforming. And the Guardians probably one of the most disappointing teams in the league. But, again, it's still not that deep in the season. And I uh, just mentioned how many games we have. So still think they got plenty of time to turn things around. And I still think they do. I mean, I, I still like this Guardians team. I just don't like what they're doing right now. And I think we're getting a decent price here with Gray at home against them. And, uh, yeah, still look. Uh, I mean, it's a team I like rooting for. You know, I'm a Dodgers fan, obviously. But, uh kind of uh, don't mind rooting for the Guardians other than that when they're not facing the Dodgers. Uh, no particular reason. I kind of like, I guess, their lineup a little bit. And uh, 
yeah, you mentioned they have some good pitchers too. Just, just this lineup's been really disappointing so far. And uh, you mentioned McKenzie coming back too. I think that that'll give him a little boost as well. But uh, yeah, right now I'm still on the Twins despite a big injury to their lineup. Who are you liking that David Racy versus Rod's wacky matchup? You're giving me eight and a half games. <laughs> I, I gotta go with Rod. All right. <laughs> What do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? He's like, um, he goes, I'm not talking right because I'm not going to let Rod chew my head off. What's <laughs> like, the I'll take Rod. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, unless the Oilers win the cup, I'm taking the other side because then I know Rod's going to be in a good mood. <laughs> I got a little bit of baseball, you know. Um, was waiting for that fifth pick. Uh, fortunately, the line's still not out there for it. So, uh, just four plays in the MLB. I got a three pack, and my uh, nineteen dollar play is sold separately today. So, waiting on the play uh, for Red Sox Rays. Is that what it is? That is that's, what it well, is. Game, that's the game that the line is. In. <laughs> it's a game two. Yeah. It's not I like, try to say it without saying it. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I mean yeah. I'm, not t- I'm not asking you what side or whatever. I'm just saying no, the line isn't is out. Mystery. You know, so, no, yeah. it wasn't a huge mystery no, or anything. Yeah. Actually, out. pretty interesting pitching matchup there, I think. Yeah, that's expected. You know, there's still nothing confirmed yet, which is why uh, why there's no line yet. But um, I'm not sure. Usually it takes um, around by this time the lines are up. Anyways, yeah, they should be, think, but uh, maybe they're waiting to see how the Rays doing that bullpen game as well. So I don't think they generally won't wait that long. They got to. They'd rather take the action. Anyways, <laughs> thanks. For, yeah, I'm sure a lot of books will. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, have a good one, Mitch. El Nino's picking Rod's wacky plus eight and a half in uh, in that one. All right, next up, Wayne. Wayne, what's happening? You got your coffee, got your donuts, got your uh, pack of smokes, got everything going on. <laughs> ran, Wayne ran out to the store during Al McMorty's segment. <laughs> yes, sir. I had to, but now I'm up. I'm live, baby. Let's go. So uh, I tried to get tickets for the uh, Crawford-Spence fight, and I'm telling you, I got in there with seven minutes after they got on sale. I was in, you know, not mm-hmm. waiting room. I was in, and there was no ticket. Goodness, it sold out already. Yeah, I think. Well, the bots get there. You know, the the ticket That's brokers crazy. have the bots that get in. Yeah, they the keep saying well, we're going to block the bots and all this other stuff. But meanwhile, if they want to keep the tickets for the fans, why can't they go on StubHub and find out exactly who's selling these tickets that have been snatched up? You know, because they're on sale within seconds. You know, go on SeatGeek, go on StubHub. Hunt these guys down. Find if they actually were real fans that got tickets and were just trying to flip them, or if they're these agencies that um, you know used bots to get the tickets and take the tickets away and have have a have reopened ticket sales. You know, it's yeah, not that man, I, I I I know like I you know I've been to Vegas a million times. And I've been to these events and stuff like that. I can tell you, you go there to the box office the day of the event, there will be tickets for sale. I can I can promise you that much. There is. You just have to catch it right, you know. But you, you go the day of, that means everything's cleared out. We'll call, everything's whatever done. And it's like, there's always tickets that are left. 
Yeah, man, that's a growing problem and uh and a lot of things to be honest, fighting with these bots, man. It's just not fair. It's just uh anytime you're trying to get anything of quality via the internet, I don't care if it's a pair of shoes or some tickets, man. Going against these bots, it's not fun. And you got a lot of people not getting the item that they want and getting charged double for it. Well, I'm just it. mad that that's I'm gonna have to pay eight hundred dollars for a two hundred dollar seat. It's like yeah, I don't mind paying eight hundred for an eight hundred dollar seat or you know, even eight 800 for a seat that should be 500 or 100, you know? But it's like when the face is 200 and I have to pay 800, and then I'm like, God, oh, man, this sucks, you know? Yeah, it really does. I don't know how they can get to the bottom of that, but it, like, I agree with you. That's not, uh, makes you not even want to enjoy it, to be honest with you. Oh, I know. <laughs> it makes it sucks the life out of it. Anyways, what do you got going on for us today? I'm going to go to that uh, Baltimore Giants game, guys. And if you guys are uh, looking at all the stats, it's going to tell you uh, Baltimore. I was on Baltimore yesterday with uh, Kramer on the mound. Uh, but I like the Giants today with um, Alex Cobb on the mound. Alex Cobb, man, he's been on and off. But when he's at home and he's playing at night, he's been great. He's 3-0 at night with a 2 uh, ERA and a one point to whip um he's uh like i just said he hasn't been doing that good on the road but um when he's here in this situation he's been fire at night and um on the other side of that we got kyle bradish um and his numbers aren't that bad but in this situation away and at night he has a four era and a 1.4 whip and i just can't uh back him even with the um Plus money here tonight. Um, his last road start, he's been having a couple uh, home games, so his numbers uh, look a little better. But his last road start against New York has seven hits, four runs, and uh, one home run. I'm not going to back Kyle Bradish uh, pitching like that on the road. Baltimore, they do have the bats. They're seventh in bats. San Fran is 14th in bats. And when we're talking batting righties and we're talking recently, uh, San Fran has the edge on that bat in 276 against uh, righties. So you're giving me a pretty even pitching matchup with, um, in my opinion, and San Fran having the better bats, in my opinion, right now, and a stronger bullpen. I'm going to take um, San Fran at the minus 120, minus 130, and I see it up to 140 some places. 140 would be the max. Uh, to me, even at about 135 is my max, but um, I do see the value on the Giants. I am with the books on feeling like they should be the favorites. I know a lot of people thought they could have got that win yesterday, but um, I don't see them losing four games straight, and I do think they picked up this win off Kyle Bradish and Baltimore Orioles, so give me the uh, Giants here. Yeah, I think this series is going to be tight. I've been saying that in my videos all the way, is that I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. You have two teams that are kind of scrap it out. The Orioles just, they, they don't have a problem giving up a few runs early and uh, having to mount the comeback. They've done it all season long. Meanwhile, you know, for the Giants, this is a team that nobody expected anything from, and it just seems that when they hit, they always, and this is how they've done it historically when they've had good teams, is they might only get four or five hits a game, but they all happen in the same inning, you know, and it's like that's how they get it done. And then with quality pitching, also, you know, Regular pitchers become really good pitchers when they join the Giants. I think part of it has to be the stadium. I, I think we can't take that away from them. But then you have to say that these guys are coaching them up. When you have Kevin Gausmans and Anthony DiSclefani's, you know, who become a lot better pitchers when they join the Giants, you know, and you go back even to guys like Tim Limsicum, who was not seen as, you know, a world beater type pitcher, become a Cy Young Award winner. These are the type of things that San Francisco has been able to do historically. There's two teams out there, maybe three 
that, re- that I think really coach up pitchers. It's three. It's the Cardinals, the Dodgers, and the Giants. These guys historically teach the pitchers even new pitches and stuff like that. There are certain there are different types of coaches, and Wayne, you know this because you're a former athlete yourself. There are certain coaches that can manage the talent really well, and then there are certain coaches that make players better players by coaching them up. And I think you know the the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers have the ability to do that at some level, whether it be in their minor league system, at the major league level, whatever it is. They have these guys that can work with these guys and makes them better players. And I think Cobb is one of those guys that we saw back in Tampa Bay was a really good pitcher. He played actually for Baltimore after that as a free agent. Never was quite the same pitcher then. But I think, you know, he still has that that type of talent. Man, I love listening to you, Mitch. I hope y'all soaked all that in, man. Mitch is always giving that fire for real. I mean, uh, when you uh, talked uh, pitching and coaching, though, I didn't think you were going to go uh, uh, St. Louis, but um, I, I well, definitely you, had to agree I mean, with you. you look at even a few years ago in St. Louis, a guy like Chris Carpenter came in from Toronto, was seen as like a washed-up pitcher, Cy Young mm-hmm. Award winner. You've seen them do it with, with relievers, but I think, you know, and, and, you know, you see him even extending careers of guys like Adam Wainwright, you know. So it's like we know that they're able to get it done. How much of that had to do with Yadi Molina behind the plate? Now we're starting to find out that maybe a little bit more than coaching, you know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, man, Jordan Montgomery last year comes over from the Yankees, goes to the Cardinals, and all of a sudden he's, you know, he's a great pitcher. It's he's like a, now Yadi's a- not there behind the plate anymore. And, eh, he's kind of the same guy we saw in the Yankees. Facts, facts. Yeah, you know, what you know, you think that may maybe the Cardinals taught him a few things and said, "Hey, you're doing this, you're doing this, and here's a couple quick tips, and it makes you better." And maybe they did do that, but I think Yachty is, you know, he's the equalizer. You know, and they certainly miss him a ton because Wilson Contreras couldn't carry his jock strap. I hate Contreras. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, got my best bet for the uh, for the day. Um, my hit and run best bet. I've been on the roll with that. I got my Cujo big dog play. I've been releasing an underdog play every day, and it's been fire. So um, pick that up. And um, if you don't like the individual bet, I got a three pack for you guys. And I'm um, looking to hit all three of those today and continue to cash, man. Been on a little roll. Um, planning to have some boxing for y'all uh, tomorrow. That's a big fight. Uh, Theofimo Lopez and Josh Taylor. Uh, that's going to be a fire fight. I love Josh Taylor, man. He's one of the, my favorite UK fighters, man. His style is crazy. And uh, Theofimo Lopez, he's uh, one of the bigger, up-and-coming, younger uh, Spanish fighters that a lot of people love to back. So I think that's going to be a war. And um, I, I have a pick for that on y'all, uh, for y'all, and um, let's get it. All right, Wayne. Well, we'll see you uh, tomorrow, as usual. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Mitch. Wayne Scott. Always bringing it 110%. On our pick dog show. Next up, we've got Eric. Last week made his uh, big performance, big uh, introduction here, and here he is back again. Um, I know you got, you gave out your number and stuff on the show. You got calls, so you know, kind of the way that it is. Eric's Eric's our handicapper. That's not a handicapper at all, and I think that's kind of a different thing. And people ask me all the time, you know, what does it take to join pick dogs and all this other stuff? And I always say, well, if you have something that we don't have. That's always a good place to start. And, you know, right now we have a really full roster. Um, so, you know, we're not looking to add people. But um, Eric will tell you firsthand, and I'll tell you for it. He's not a handicapper. He's a guy that just knows a lot of guys that are really good at betting on sports. 
Well, you know, I was listening to the entire stream. First of all, glad to be back. You said you were talking a couple guys back about if you're just 50%, I think, Ron, you were saying if you're just 50%, you know, you can you can make life-changing money in baseball. And even though I'm new to the site, I, I did my rundown for the month of May. The month of May, I released 64 selections from my betting groups. My record, Mitch, was 32 and 32 for the month of May, plus... 13.4 units. Yeah, that's, that's 32. I had a client text me. Imagine if I've some of these bullpens so didn't implode on you. Imagine if you had a bullpen that didn't implode on you. You go 34 and 30. What the, you know, what the difference Oh, is. a lot of those 32 losses were in the ninth inning. Oh, right? yeah. I, <laughs> no, I'm, I say it all the time. It's like so, if you can make 32 and 32, 34 and 30, just two extra wins, it takes that, it takes that unit away on the loss column, moves away plus money into the win column it's like so my average pick odds for the month of may may 1st to may 31st 64 selections average odds were plus 145 45 cents so so yesterday if you were a, a telegram member and we i want to shout out to a, a lot of guys inquiring and texting me 775-636-7676 that's a dedicated number for pick dogs members to text for results and information. A lot of clients have been put on Telegram Messenger yesterday. Talk about value. Two plays yesterday on Telegram, both in my here. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. We had the Baltimore Orioles plus 40 cents, and we had the Washington Nationals plus 60 cents. Sweat that one out a little bit. We sweat that Nationals. I'm sorry? We sweat that Nationals out a little bit there. I thought it was looked like an easy winner early, and it, uh, well, not so easy, but a winner well, was, pays the it, same. It, pays the it, same. It was funny because I saw the score, and then I don't watch the games, and then I went back, and I had to do a double take around midnight. I went, whoa, 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 what, what's going on here? But, uh, yeah, right now, for instance, if you're, a, if you're a Dime Club member and you're on the Telegram channel for the week, you are seven wins and five losses. Wrap your head around that. And you're up 3.85 units. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's, that's how it's done in baseball. I talked to, um, you know, I talk on, on my, my afternoon show, and we took the week off this week because Dave, Dave, Dave Miller's on a, uh, on, on a cruise, and he'll be back right. next week for, I mean, next week's show. I'm really excited. We're going to do it live, actually, with uh, Dave right. and Micah. And, um, you know, what Dave always talks about is like, because I always talk about how I'm the squarest one in the room, and he just refuses to let me have that because he says that I shop lines and it, like it, that I'm shopping lines and looking for value that I, I automatically can't be square. You know, and I said, well, what if I say, you know, what if I say that, um, you know, if I just bet three underdogs in a row that I'm getting plus 200, better than plus 200 odds on, and all they have to do is win one game for me to have plus money. So, well, then, then you're square. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. I've known him for 15 years. I said, I, if, if, if 32 and 32 is going to make me 13 units, I want to be square. Yeah. Like, but I'll know. say, you know, I'll go like, well, you know, they but, can't, they can't lose to the same team three times in a row at, at plus 260s. Like, Totally square. <laughs> it's like, but what I will say is to and to the actual handicappers that do the work on your site. One of the and, and I want I'm just curious and I know we can't. I'm not going to filibuster your show. Is what is your take on my attitude, which is baseball 
If I told you in a football game that your quarterback was going to be out in the fourth quarter, your handicapping process would be completely different. The issue that I take with betting favorites in baseball, which basically I don't bet favorites in baseball, is I'm going into it knowing that if I'm using the pitcher as one of the method, the data points of handicapping a game, I should only be wagering on the first five innings because I'm going to make the hypothesis, the assumption that pitcher isn't even going to be in in the seventh, eighth, I, ninth inning. I had this same conversation with Mills Young last week after the show on Sunday. I tried to explain this to him, exactly what you just said. It's like, I'm not, I can't lay those kind of odds for five innings um, of a game. It just doesn't make any sense to me. There's way more value on the other side. And that's what we're seeing more and more, especially as more states become legal. The lines become even more and more um, swung this way by the books. And of course, they, we could say, well, they don't do it on purpose. They totally do it on purpose because they know that there's less educated bettors out there than Correct. ever before. And there's more guys that bet based on watching, you know, our friends on TV, which we watch all, we, you know, we watch all these networks and we watch, I, I just watch the games. I don't watch the shows, but I know there's right. shows on there and they talk about all these big time players. And even on their highlight shows and stuff, they always show the big name players and, you know, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and, you know, all these guys like that. And, you know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, they only show the highlights of those guys. They don't show them striking out three times in one game right. or that, you know, that they're just one player on a 500 baseball team. That's, you know, minus one ninety every single time out. But we have on um, our betting tools at sportschatplace.com all along these same lines, we have a listing of profitable teams, and you, all you got to do is go to the betting tools at Sports Chat Place, look at profitable teams, and you'll see these are the teams that, you know, where the value is and where the value isn't. Um, and, you know, there's always some names in there that surprise you. But, um, right. yeah, so, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to just remind everybody that the Dime Club phone number, you always, you know, you talk about the Dime Club, and, you know, you mentioned it already, is that, so the Dime Club is a product that, it was created by the Pick Dogs community for the Pick Dogs community. You guys asked for this. You know, I have people that email me all the time. Not everybody, you know, no. not everybody, but people have emailed me over the years. I, I'm a large better. I'm looking for just one or two really good plays. And I and and you know, don't you have something like that for me? And I'm looking for someone I can call. I'm looking for all these things. And I said, you know what? I haven't been able to do it because I've had so much on my plate, but now the environment is right and we're able to add it. And, you know, the, for the Dime Club, we fully understand that this product isn't for everybody. I bet my own premium picks. So, I, you know, that's, that's what I do. I have the time to handicap all the games. I've, you know, I've been doing it for a very long time, but not everybody has that. You know, a lot of times I bet my premium picks, but I also bet other games too. And those, those are games that don't fit the parameters of what the premium area is. In order to do the premium the way that we do with online pick purchasing, we can't put picks in at like 6 o'clock at night when the game starts at 7.30 because we have people around the world. We have kind of deadlines and cutoffs, and Eric knows this as well as everybody, that they have to be in by a certain time because people are around the world and they need to be able to log in and know that these are all the picks that are going to be there. Oh, you know... Mitch gave out the, the Pirates, and he put the pick in at 6.30. I missed it, and they won. I would have had a winning day if I would have gotten that one. So 
we don't do it. You know, we don't add those, even though I might bet it personally in my personal betting account. But the Pick Dogs Dime Club, you do get plays like that because it is late-breaking information. And it's that. And you call the toll-free number. You're not going to get a recorded line giving you a pick phone or anything like that. You call the, you call the toll-free number. It's a live person. And they're going to tell you, you know what? This isn't for you. Get the premium picks on the website. They're a great product. Or, I mean, hey, this is something that you consider. We have something. You don't have to get a year. You can get a, a couple weeks. You know, Try it out and see if it fits. Yeah, and you've seen that we work with smaller players. We'll give them little discounted trial offers. But, you know, in the old days, like I said, you know, it was we had what's called, you know, a late telephone service where I would literally be in the office till the game tips off and I'm getting information from betting groups. My phones are exploding and I'm as quick as I possibly. And the value of Telegram now and the technology in 2023 is I don't have to deal with that. I can just disseminate the information directly to an app on your phone, whether it's Android or whether it's an iPhone. And and you just have to have your alerts on your phone. And it's much more pleasurable than, than, uh, than this old school phone where, you know, it would blow up. I'd have 40 lines and they would blow up simultaneously right up to game time on Monday night football. I've been talked to about doing phone, you know, for years. Um, you know, I've been in this game for a long time. I've always had, you know, one of the biggest followings out there. And right. Eric can tell you when he's worked for competitors, they mentioned us because no matter where I've been, I've always just had a massive following. Some people, they watch just because they hate me. They want to fade my picks. That's fine too. I don't care. You know, I don't care. You know, believe me, as long as you guys are making money, then we're doing Listen. something. You're, we're doing something right. But the thing is, is that, I would only do it if it's done right in a way that fits along with what we do. And I believe that this does. I believe that it's in line with who we are. And I think that's the most important thing where it's not this hard sell. It's not, you know, this writing this and doing this or whatever. It's like, if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, we're not going to no make it deal. fit or tell you that it fits or any of no those things. Deal. It's like... Well, it's funny. I did a YouTube on one of your free selections on the daily YouTube video that I've been doing on your channel. I gave out Oakland the other day, um, plus one and a half, and they actually won the game outright. It was when they won two games in a row, and somebody commented, you know, right immediately, thanks for that play. There was no way I would take Oakland, even if I was getting plus four. And then the next day, they win the game outright. You don't hear a word from these guys. And, of course, the guy probably faded me. But, again, you know, I go back to, like, today on the premium page, I have two plays posted this Saturday. But all the late information games, they're going to come directly through on Telegram. Yep. And that's just how the ball rolls. In a perfect world, you could tie everything up with a nice, neat bow, be done as a professional better by 12 noon. And I understand on the website we have to do that. But the higher-end betters, this is a process where they're literally up at 6 a.m. and they're not going to bed till midnight, and they're making plays throughout the day. All right. Well, anyways, let's give these people a pick. We've we have talked. Your last guy, your last guy, Wayne, I believe that just came on. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. I had uh, I gave out on your YouTube channel yesterday. The Baltimore Orioles is the complimentary selection. I am coming back with the Orioles again. I expect the Orioles to win the game. Anytime I can get the Orioles on a road as a plus price, I'm going to take them. I'm not going to get into the ERAs and the stats and the trends. Orioles are the most profitable team in all of baseball. But here's the kicker, Mitch, on the road. They are the most profitable road team in baseball. They
They literally make no money here five minutes away in Camden Yards. So if you've just been playing the Orioles on the road, you're up 11 units this season. I'm going to keep rolling with the Orioles. And that's not being a homer. If anyone wants to call me a homer, I am definitely, I'll bet against them any day of the week. We went against them last week. We had Cleveland on the Telegram channel when they beat the Orioles. All right. Well, obviously we got the phone line going. We got a disagreement here with Capras, but uh, what do you got? Uh, what do you got for sale for your own picks today? Two two plays up on the premium package site. They're already been posted before I even came on here. You can grab them. Um, two baseball plays for today, and uh, you know I don't want to talk about the Miami. We can do that tomorrow. You think they can grab a game? We'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Eric. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. You got it, buddy. Eric, one of our new people here. He's not a capper. That's like, I, I always call everybody who's on the show a capper. Eric's not a capper. I don't know what the hell he is. I'm sure Rod could come up with some names for him. Rod, you got any names for Eric? You're a name caller. <laughs> You're muted. I am muted, yeah. Well, what about da- David Racy <laughs> woofing some crap at you there this morning? Um, <laughs> Racy took the gloves off. Nice. I'm all in. Eight and a half. Woo. Racy's got the gloves off. He is a trash talker. Disrespect around the bat. Eight and a half. Woo. That's way too many. We'll find out. Let's go. We'll find out, man. What do you got? What do you got cooking for today? We know the NHL final start today. You think this is going to be a long series, short series? You think it's going to be, you know, I think the NHL is going to extend it. Vegas is a fan base that's, you know, used to being in the postseason and the Panthers, you know, this is kind of like the Heat. They were really good last year and then they got kind of squeaked in this year to the playoffs and, you know, made the most of their opportunity. And uh, sometimes we've seen this so many times in the NHL. Boy, you get a hot goalie and just so hard to beat, you know. It's just just so hard to beat, and that's why he's a plus 200 to win the uh, Consumite Trophy is uh, Bobrovsky uh, right now. But you got some bunch of other guys that are big plus money too. If they have a good series, uh, you never know. But I think this is a longer series. Yeah, I think it goes six or seven. For me, I made a nice little bet uh, on the Florida Panthers win the series four games to two. Vegas played in a lot of high scoring games. Panthers played in a lot of low scoring games. This is a real good contrast. This is a real east west thing going on here. You got it all in this series. Two very warm Uh, weather. Two very warm weather teams, though. I mean, these are the two hottest weather teams. These guys in Arizona are the hottest weather teams in the NHL going at it in June. And that's also when you get warm weather teams like that, the puck bounces a little more. So you get a little more weird weird bouncing action with the puck where all of a sudden the, the puck will hit the ice and then go, boop, and, and, and a guy will get over here and rip it in. And he'll be like, oh, that normally doesn't happen with the puck. So watch for that to happen in a series that you get a few more different weird bounces that'll go to somebody and they'll rip one in and it'll look a little bit odd and weird, but those those happen in these uh, warm weather climates. But yeah, I think it's a long series, six or seven. Uh, they're not just gonna. It's not gonna be a sweep in this one. Both teams are uh, solid coming in. You look, Aiden Hill solid coming into uh, all the way to the Cup final. And uh, Bobrovsky, we've seen what he's done all the way here. So both goalies on uh, both teams have been uh, lights out. So. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Well, I couldn't name one player on either team. But anyways, what do you got cooking to pick dogs today? And today we're pick dogs, uh, we got, uh, we're going to take a look here at uh, the Atlanta Braves and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. You look at this Arizona team and uh, rolling right along, 7-3 and three in their last 10, uh, while Atlanta 4-6 uh, and six in their last 10. 
And uh, Spencer Strider is getting his start uh, on the mound for uh, the Braves. And he, he, he's his last few, he had a great start of the season. And then he's kind of been like, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. His last three, he's one and one with a 4.24 ERA and a 1.18 whip. And on the other side of the ball, you got uh, Ryan Nelson uh, starting for uh, Arizona. And he's been solid in his last three, one and oh, with uh, a 3.31 ERA and a uh, 1.16 whip. So I think these both these starters uh, duel it out early. And then when you throw it to the bullpen, you look at the bullpens uh, on both sides. Surprisingly, the, the ERAs on both bullpens are uh, 4.02 ERA this season. But you dig a little deeper and you look at the last 10 games, and uh, this is the reason why the Arizona's been winning. Their bullpen's uh, holding teams to 2.36 over the last 10. Well, uh, the Braves' bullpen's uh, ballooned a little, 4.88, almost five runs a game uh, from that bullpen. And you look at the Braves, 3-8 in their last 10, or in the last 11 versus a team with a winning record, 2-5 and five in their last seven versus uh, a right-handed pitcher. And on the other side of the ball, well, uh, this Arizona team, uh, they've been ripping up uh, right-handed pitching 13-3 and three in their last uh, 16, and they're also 15-6 and six in their last 21 versus teams with winning records. You're going to give me this big, giant price to uh, fade Spencer Strider. I'm in. Give me Arizona plus uh, 175 on that one. If you want to take the plus one and a half, I wouldn't blame you, but I'm going all out, take Arizona on the money line in this one. Yeah, kind of like what Eric was just talking about, you know, with Spencer Strider, too. It's like Paying this big of a price based on a starting pitcher really doesn't do it for me. And I think, you know, with the Braves have had, a, you know, the Braves are the Braves. They won the World Series not last season, but the season before that. They have a lot of the same players on, on this team and uh, a lot of good players and probably healthier than that team was, though, in the starting rotation. Still, uh, Max Fried not in there. And, uh, you know, Soraka hardly looked like the same pitcher when he came back. But, uh, you know, who knows what he, what's going to happen with him. And they're still missing a few other guys. But Strider, I think, is one of these guys that's just so overbet, like every single oh, yeah. time out, just massive um, favorite every single time. And the Braves on this road trip, I mean, he lost twice to the Oakland A's. You sure as heck can lose twice to the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know? So watch out there, but I've got the better record than the Braves. Um, this Arizona team's uh, turning it up, winners of six straight. And uh, as you said, I- I faded Spencer Strider, not the last time out, but the time before that when he was pacing the Dodgers and he was like a minus two-something then against uh, Miller. And uh, Miller got the win. He got pounded in that one. Uh, 8-1 was the final. I remember that one. (laughs) So I I have no problem fading uh, Spencer Strider and his uh, big job price. I don't want to lay that with this guy. I've seen him uh, get blown up plenty of times. So take Arizona in this one. What what do you got today going on at Pick Dogs? What do you got for sale? And over picked up for him. Uh, I got my twenty dollar MLB uh, home run on a nice six and two run with that one. Or you can grab my Saturday package, which has three MLB plays. My twenty dollar uh, home run play is included in that. Or also included there is uh, my two plays uh, in the NHL. I've got the sign in total for you. So grab that Saturday pack. You'll get five plays. I got over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium. Nice little windy day yesterday. Looking to keep it rolling with today's action. Love it. Jump on in. All right, Rod. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, of course, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for having me. See you tomorrow. Rod's wacky woofing some major crap in uh, David Racy's way. Sounds like uh, gloves are off and game is on. I don't know. Those are, those are fighting words. Anyway, speaking of fighting words, Jay Briggs, what's happening? What's happening? Well, got 
long shows these days, but uh, <laughs> big on quality. I don't know. It's kind of fun, you know, for me. It's uh, kind of it gives me a chance to see everybody. You know, I don't get to see everybody. I think you get to see everybody more than I do doing your afternoon jam session. <laughs> So going to continue on with an afternoon show after the uh, basketball season ends. You're going to take a breather. Probably take a little breather, but I should probably still do one. I love just talking to everybody throughout the week, like you said. So, uh, well, you got the password, so there's nothing I can do to keep you from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it's not at the same time as somebody else's show. Right. <laughs> I think that's the uh, it's the only the only thing we have to worry about. But uh, sure. yeah, we're starting to get there. But uh, anyways, man, it's. Uh, been a good NBA season, first time through for the jam session. We've said that a lot, and we're down to the finals. So, um, you know, just one game gone. So, it's, I think, let's see, it'd be tomorrow. Then, what's the schedule? I think they play in every two days. Yeah, so I don't know if next week, by the time you come back, if, if it's possible, the series, it could be all over. So, we always, you know, we always do kind of an appreciation. We thank everyone contributed for each sport as it goes so jay thanks for the awesome job nba first time through i think next year is going to be freaking gigantic because you have to remember jay started the jam session this year from a standing start it wasn't like he had built the base you know going in or you know we had somebody else doing the jam session he just took over for them or anything like that it was from a standing start like hey here i am here's my here's my thing i mean you look back and it's like you know the first one he probably had you know 800 viewers Oh man, I <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right, just blows yes, up. Sir. But uh, I think it's gonna blow up a whole new level, kind of like Ron's rundown did this year. You know, from yes, last sir. year, you just see that. You know, it's you see all the imitators out there, and you see just how crappy their stuff is. <laughs> Makes it easy, right? Yes, sir. So right. Jay, not as good a trash talker as I am, but I'll trash talk all of them, man. I, I everyone knows. I'll call them out individually. The ones I'm. Once I'm not legally prohibited from doing so. <laughs> There's a <Yes>. list. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, what do you got cooking today for us here at Pick Dogs? Today, 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 we got some baseball on the card, man. I'm going to uh, go with one of your teams, one of my teams as well. I call them the Money Marlins. Hey, I know they've been terrible this season as favorites, but... I mean, they're playing the A's today. I think we take them on the run line. They got them yesterday. I think they get them again today. I know, like I said, they've been terrible as favorites, 5-18. and 18, But on the road, the A's are just as terrible, 5-23. and 23. The Marlins, they got uh, their young stud on the mound. I like what I've seen from them this, thus far this season. Uri Perez, I think he has another solid start, probably one of his best as he is going up against the A's. Medina. He struggled mightily for Oakland all season long. I know the story in past seasons has been this Marlins team can't hit the baseball. They've been hitting the baseball uh, more efficiently this season as they are above 500 currently. I think this is another spot where they just beat up on a bad team, and these are the games that separate the Marlins from last season. I'm going to take them on the run line. Yeah, the, the, the Marlins have been terrible run-line favorites, terrible as favorites, like you said, but the A's are just so bad as well on the other side. I think we saw yesterday that the Marlins kind of, you know, once you crack the seal, you know, it's yeah. kind of like then you're almost then you're good to go, and I think we saw that here. It sounded like you said that you – I know you're a rod guy, so you, you backed him there. But that's, you know, I think David Race is going to give him a run for his money, I'm telling you. 
Hey, I'm a, uh, give me the plus money on Rod, man. I love <laughs> I love David, but give me plus money on my guy High Rod. <laughs> what do you think about Chris Ruffalo doing an NHL rundown? I think it is going to be the best NHL show on the planet. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be straight money. It's uh, it's definitely a hole that we had this season. The two holes that we had, I think, are college football rundown and uh, and that. And I think um, Chris doing that and maybe Mike Davis possibly doing college football rundown. That college football was going to be tough, but uh, <laughs> well, it's a lot of games, so we might be have yeah, no. we might have like a, some openings there for for a few of them. You know, yeah, it's sure. like Ron does for college basketball. He does a bang shot breakdown, but he only does five games. So there's, yeah. there's openings there too. Yep. Know? But I, I think Chris is going to knock it out the park. Like he does just about everything else. Yeah. I think that, you know, a little, little too much together time with those two guys. Like, you know, I know they really like each <laughs> I'm other. I miss the plug like, dogs, but I mean, Hey, they're still together on the morning show. Yeah. So no, it's, 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 <laughs> they, the thing is, is they could still do the parlay and there's still other yeah. things that they can do together. I just think, you know, I think there's still that. I think Chris is saying no, but I think they're, I th- I say yes. I call the shots here. I think it could be a three-team parlay. We call that the birdcage. Uh, puck dogs, birdcage, triple team. Yes, sir. It just comes right out. You know, this is how it always happens. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> what do you got for sale at Pick Dogs? You've been cooking, like, quietly because, like, NBA is, like, winding down. But it's, like, you're on the leaderboard, the 30-day. You're on the baseball leaderboards. You're on, you know, pretty much out there. Yes, sir. I've been trying to keep it rolling in baseball. I've been positive units all season. And, uh, well, you've been I playing your Rangers, play. and they've been winning. And that's pretty yes, much has, has helped a lot. Yes, sir. It has uh, second best record in baseball for the Rangers. I think the third most profitable team in baseball. So uh, don't keep riding them until the books start to respect them or they cool off a bit. Um, but I got three plays in Major League Baseball today. Um, well, Jacob DeGrom starts. Believe me, the books are going to respect him. It's going to be yeah, an ugly number. It's going to be an ugly of, number. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm excited to see him get back in the lineup, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, so three plays for me in Major League Baseball today. The Rangers are in there, but y'all know Heaney's on the mound, so you got to pick up the package to find out if I'm on the Rangers today or if I'm fading them. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, thanks for joining us, and, uh, of course, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. See y'all tomorrow. Also, NBA afternoon day. jam session tomorrow and Jay's jam session, of course, regular video. We'll be yes, sir. Tomorrow see well. y'all tomorrow. All right. Next up, last but not least, Chris Ruffalo, Chris uh, kind of hiding behind the scenes, not saying much about this wacky uh, David Racy, uh, you know, f- feud going on. Uh, clearly the gloves are off between these two guys, and, uh, you know, I'm definitely enjoying every second of it, you know, and pretty much embellishing where they're um, not getting it done as far as the rivalry goes and the controversy. Chris, what do you think of this uh <laughs> Uh, of what's going on with this. What I can tell you is I'm not a fan of being in the middle of it. I feel like the, the one guy we're just looking around, I'm like, mom and dad are fighting again. I don't like this. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, I think if, if it does end up being uh, David and Rod next year, I'll tell you, those guys are going to crush it. I mean, everybody knows Rod and I, you know, we're the OG puck dogs. We've been doing it, you know, basically since the beginning. But, uh, you know, sometimes a fresh face is a, 
Definitely some needed some. Well, I think you here. guys do the morning show together. You know, yeah. we do. We all do the morning show together. You know, some days are better than others. <laughs> uh, some days, you know, I'm better putting the smile on when I don't have it. You know, and Rod, yeah. you know, does it too. But I mean, we could always get Rod to go over the line. That's the beauty of it. Is that you know, yeah. we know how, we know how to get him just so um, that even when he's in the good mood, we can really turn him in a hurry. You know, or yeah. he's, the best is when he's trying to paint the face on. You know. Those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always talk about Mitch being an expert name caller. I don't think the the button pushing gets as much. Uh, gets oh, as I can much, push some buttons. Yeah, it gets <laughs> as much uh, recognition as it should. Expert button pusher. But uh, what do you what do you got uh, cooking for us today? Well, uh, decided to change it up a little bit, sort of. Uh, yeah, it's, minute, uh, I know that I know your game was snagged <laughs> from you. It's like the thing is, we have a lot of guys on today's show, and we have a lot of new guys, so they don't necessarily know the protocol of yeah. it, you know. So it's like we had, you know, Eric and Wayne doing the same game. We had Al and um, Mike doing the same game, and actually, Mike took the, the, not your pick necessarily, but he took the thing that you were going to talk about, which you know, I don't know. Well, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll okay. do better. We'll do better. And I'll I think Tony has a better system than me. And maybe I'll just have to take some advice from Tony. Maybe we'll come up with a, um, a spreadsheet that people will put their picks in before time. Nah, that's okay. I, I know where Mike Davis works. So I'll send him a receipt. But uh, for me here, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with this matchup between the Cubs and the Padres. And um, you know, I'm going to look at the under here, you know, for the, for the Chicago Cubs, they just have not been hitting the baseball well as of late. You know, yeah, they've won three of their last four games, but it's not often that you're going to be able to win many games when you're scoring three runs or less. They won 2-1 last night. They beat the Rays 2-1 and one nothing. They lost 4-3 uh, as well. And I don't think they're going to get a whole lot here against you, Darvish. Yeah, you, Darvish, you know, has struggled in his last three starts. He's given up 14 runs over 14 innings of work, but... I still think, you know, going back home is where he tends to pitch his best baseball. His last three uh, last three starts against the Cubs, a 2.33 ERA, and in two starts in joining the Padres, he's given up just three runs against the Cubs over 15 innings of work. So I think the uh, the Cubs might be in some trouble here against Darvish. But, you know, the Padres haven't been hitting lefties very well either. And, you know, the Padres are lineup we always talk about getting a little bit too much credit, a little bit too much love. And uh, I think that Drew Smiley could keep him in check as well. Smiley, respectable 5-2 and two record, 3.46 ERA. I look for this game to potentially be a 3-2 to two kind of game, maybe even 4-3, to three, but uh, I'm looking at the under between the Cubs and Padres. Smiley's played pretty well this season. And, you know, the Cubs yeah. have been one of my teams that I thought would kind of make a move this season as well as, you know, not necessarily be a contender, but, you know, maybe be a thorn-in-the-side hustle type team. I think we've seen it from them too. Um, you know, most people know I don't like the Cubs, and most people know I don't love the Padres either. One of my auto fade teams, um, several years over. But um, yeah, this one should be a good one. I think tomorrow's game is a good one as well. You know, I'm already, of course, looking ahead to what I do when he's off screen. Uh, looking at tomorrow's stuff, trying to get a head start. But uh, yeah, you know. Last night's game was a good one, and I think you know this series is probably going to be a little bit better than people think. The, uh, the Padres did play well at the end of their road trip, though, in Miami. Yeah, interesting. I got a couple. They they put up some runs against the Yankees, but uh, still fell short in there and took the loss in that series. Well, what do you got cooking today? Today I got uh, my MLB pickoff play. Caught it yesterday with the Rockies and a no doubter. Um, then, you know, now we got uh, that pickoff play going for back-to-back days. 
And I also got my uh, Saturday triple play. And if you get one of the long-term passes today, uh, starting from three-day onwards, you get my uh, my NHL play for tonight for game one as well. All right. Well, thanks for joining us as always. Thanks, everyone, for uh, joining us here on this awesome show. One of the biggest shows we've ever had here, and I think this is probably the, f- the face of things to come. Probably going to have to... Uh, Tighten it up as the shows get a little bigger, but that's okay. Um, you know, uh, it'll be a new system and uh, change for the better. Thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day, um, and uh, I'll give out my pick. I'll take the Panthers straight up against the uh, against Vegas tonight in Vegas to start the series. Mitch, thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. See you tomorrow. <laughs>